The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister slash Executive Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Uh, we are in the midst of a series titled Abundance Now, which is based upon the book by Lisa Nichols, uh, uh, and I can tell you, I'm having a good time teaching this book. I think it's really good. I think it's solid. I think it has a, a lot of great information in it. I'm encouraging everyone who's following along with this series to actually get the book because I'm only hitting a few highlight points in each chapter. And if I, as I said in a previous episode, if I taught this book really in a, in a real detailed way, it would probably take me about six to eight months to teach it. It's just that much good information in it. And therefore, give yourself the benefit of studying, learning, and developing with one of the top experts in the world with uh, Miss Nichols. She's good people. Anyway, so today we're on chapter four, which is titled The Third E, Engagement in Your Work for More Than Financial Reward. I think this is important. Engagement in your work for more than financial reward. Now, she didn't say instead of financial reward because sometimes people hear things in a certain kind of way and will think that she's devaluing the financial reward. No, a laborer is worthy of his or her pay and understanding your value matters in life. You know, so we're not saying don't go for financial reward. We want you to have prosperity. Definitely want you to have prosperity. 
And we want you to have satisfaction. We want you to have fulfillment. We want you to have joy, et cetera, et cetera. And that doesn't mean, by the way, that every time you show up at work, that means that everything is, you know, high fives and, you know, you know, and dancing and singing, et cetera, et cetera. I love being a minister and I love ministry, but ministry can be long. It could be demanding um, and having a spotlight on you all the time is its own experience in and of itself. So just because you love a thing does not mean it doesn't have its own demands and requirements that require real, serious, intentional work, real, serious, intentional growth, real, serious, intentional uh understanding of what you're actually in and doing because here's what's the key about it whether you own the job whether you hire in other words you you're a person who works at the place you own or you're a business owner or investor or you're an employee one way or another it has to be serious intention put into what you're doing if you want to get ahead if you want to succeed, you have to have a plan and what you want to be able to do out of that process of financial reward is also understand that the spirit in you will help guide you through this through this process. But you have to be in tune because things shift based upon your stage in life. And she's going to talk about that in a moment. First of all, let me define this. Uh, use this. Excuse me. Let me repeat this definition or read this definition. She says, success is not defined by your bank account balance, your career title or your impressive possessions. Success is defined by how deeply you love and are loved, how freely you give and receive from others and how continuously you live in your passion. That is the new definition of success. What she's trying to get people to realize is you do many of the other things so you can have the things that matter to you in life. So it's important to make sure that you have a real good sense of what matters to you. So as you work, you work so you can have the things and be able to. Have the life that you want to be able to support your loved ones and have experiences with them, et cetera, et cetera. Really, really being clear about that. So she asks a really powerful question in the first or makes a very powerful statement. She says, if you've ever worked the whole day through being well paid to immerse yourself in something fun and exciting where the day flew by and come the next morning you want to get up and do it all over again that was a day when you were in your right livelihood without work consuming at least eight hours a day if not 10 or more getting this part of our abundant life is critical but more than that because our because our work defines us contributes to our identity and figures prominently in the social circle and professional relationships we choose i want to Help ensure that you are enthusiastically engaged in the life assignment that has been prepared for you through the divine plan. So I just want to stop here for a moment because she says a few things that I think are really important and how we define ourselves based upon our occupation. One, normally you're going to spend more time 
working or going to and coming from work than you're going to do anything in your adult life. So we want to get that out of the way. It's time consuming. Two, many times we allow ourselves and other people to define us by what we do. When you show up at a party or any other social circles, people will say, what do you do? Or, you know, I'm a real estate investor. I'm a doctor. I'm a minister. I'm a dentist. You know, I'm a chiropractor. I'm a bricklayer. I'm, I'm an electrician. Whatever it is. So we try to figure people out by what they do. And unfortunately, in our society, we also add value to people based upon what they do and what they don't do. I'm not saying that you have to play that game. I'm just saying be aware of the game because people do play that game. And some people are embarrassed when they're not working. They're embarrassed when they're not in the career of their choice. They're embarrassed when they have a degree in one thing and don't have the career to match, for instance. Uh, and it's difficult for them to have those conversations. They try to avoid them. And sometimes people even lie. Because so much of our identity gets wrapped up in what we do and don't do. And we allow it to define us. Instead of understanding that this is an aspect of who I am. It's not the totality of who I am. But because we spend so much time of our adult lives working, going to work, and coming from work, it does play a large part in defining how we engage in life. And I'm a big believer in divine discontent. What does that mean? That means that when spirit is urging you to do something, to step out, to do something different, and you stay in the same place, you will develop a discontent in your soul. Why am I here? Why am I in, why am I in this experience? You know God is saying go, and you don't want to go. You want to keep looking back like Lot's wife. Stuck because you look back. And God is saying go forward. It's time to evolve. It's time to grow. It's time to develop. It's time to do different things. It's time to work on that idea. It's time to shift jobs. It's time. It's time. It's time. And we're saying no, no, no. And this is why she wrote, uh, Miss Nichols, that we have to get engaged in the life assignment. Notice she didn't say job. She said life assignment because your job could be a life assignment. Now, a person can say, well, I don't want a job. I'm an entrepreneur. Great. Then that could be a part of your life assignment. But if a person's a doctor, that could be their life assignment. They work for a hospital or whoever they work for, and they can have their own business or not. But the life assignment in the sense of, of, of purpose and mission is important. So... She goes on to say, and by the way, if someone wants to call in, you can call in at uh, 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. So she goes on to say on page 165, our life happens in stages or seasons. Now, we have to stop there for a second because there are times when we want to do things out of season. Some people still want to act like children when they're 50, when that season was 15. Our life happens in stages or seasons. 
It's important. You know, he says this is especially true of our working years as we move from early jobs to professional advancement to possibly owning a business to working to build our legacy. Now, notice the stages. Working years, early job to professional advancement to potentially owning a business and build our legacy. Now, not everybody's going to take those stages. Some people don't want a business to run. Some people don't want the responsibility of having to build an idea from scratch. That doesn't mean that God hasn't placed an idea in your soul. Some people just don't want the responsibility. So they keep saying, no, God, no, God, no, God, no, God. I don't want to do that. Or they don't get the that as she talks about a little bit later in the book and we're going to cover that you can have a passion that does not have to be your full-time thing because we're big enough to be able to juggle more than one thing at a time. So you can have something that you love as a passion. It's not what you do to generate income and still do the work and the love that you do, et cetera. I love Kung Fu and martial artists, martial arts. I'm not trying to be a martial art instructor. I love teaching people how to live better lives. And I love teaching new thought and metaphysical Bible interpretation and all of this good stuff. But I have a really good time when I'm with the fellas and we're punching, kicking and throwing each other. Great times, good times. But I'm not necessarily trying to make an income from that. I'm not saying I couldn't. I'm saying that's not. It's not my number one passion. Now, moving on. It says in the book, page 165. I believe by God's divine plan to move with grace and ease into our next life assignment. So as we go through stages, God can guide us through each stage. So we know what we should be doing in that stage. So that's key. What should I be doing at this stage? Different things have different stages. I was talking to a, uh, a student and I teach a training program last night and uh, she was telling me about this presentation she made uh, with wisdom and understanding, etc. And, uh, you know, what she explained was really was really good. And I said to her, I was like, well, you know, I try to play with the words. And I said, you know, for me, understanding, I said, wisdom is is uh, knowing what understanding is knowing why. And she just looked at me. She's like, man, that's really clever. You know, I hope I can do that, you know, one day. And I said, well, that's the stage. I said, you're at the stage now where you need to repeat back to us what it is that we're teaching you. So we're very clear that you understand what we're saying first before you get to the space where you're restating it and making it your own. I'm at a stage where when I read something, I, I work to transform it into my own language. That doesn't mean that I can't use the language that was taught to me, but I own it. And if I own it, I can understand it better. I'm going to say it my way, not the way Ernest Holmes or somebody else said it. I can use that definition, but I'm not limited to it. That's a stage. And it's really important to know what stage you're in. When it comes to the development of an idea, when it comes to the development of your business, which is an idea, when it comes to working through things. For instance, if you 
uh, pull a fruit off of a tree too early, the fruit might be bitter. You pulled it off at the wrong stage. If you pull it off too late, or say, for instance, you get that banana and you put it on the kitchen counter and you meant to go back to it. And a week later, you go back and the outside of the bananas all black and 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 discolored. And then you pick up the banana. You can tell it's all smushy. Now. When you open it up, it's almost falling apart because now it's not at the stage where you could just peel it and eat it. Know your stage that you're working with. Okay, God, what should I be doing now? And then you keep going. Okay, God, what should I be doing now? She says it in the book this way. You have to listen to your intuitive self. Your intuitive self. Now, she's not going to use the term spiritual being per se or God within, but it's saying the same thing. God in you, spirit in you, knows what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. God in me knows what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. That's a great affirmation. God in me knows what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. God in me knows what to do. When to do it and how to do it. If you can stay in that space, God in me, God in me, I have an intuitive self that knows what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. It'll pull on you, she says, from your belly, from this solar plexus area, from this intuitive gut. Is sometimes people would say, I had a gut feeling. Something told me. My first mind. We have all type of terms for it. But what it's saying is, you'll be led, pushed, prodded, and pulled towards divine right action. She says it this way on page 165. Whatever it is, whether career-related or something outside of your professional life, your life assignment is something you naturally feel in your soul and like a magnet will continue to draw you toward it whether you respond or not. Mm. It doesn't go away. H.M. Katie says that desire is God tapping at the door of your soul. The reason why you have this vision, this big dream, this big idea, this strong desire is because it is seeking expression through you. You're the conduit. You're the vehicle. You're the vessel for it. So it just keeps t- knocking. It keeps tapping. As the book of Revelation says again, uh, I don't know if I taught this on this show or somewhere else because I'm always teaching somewhere. In the book of Revelation, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens the door, I will come in and sup with him. Eat, in other words, eat with him. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. The, the door of your conscious thought, that desire is knocking, saying, Accept me, choose me. In other words, open the door. And it, when you say yes to the desire that God has placed in your soul, all the goodness that goes along with it, 
comes in with it. The breakthrough power, the love, the peace, the understanding, the wisdom, all come in with it. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man or any mind opens the door, it's some it's some things we have to do as a part of this process. It looks like we're coming up to our first break, so let me give you the number again. If anybody wants to call in, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. We'll be right back with True Transform. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Available, you pray the free prayer app from Silent Unity. For more than a century, people from all over the world and all walks of life have turned to Silent Unity. With you pray, our confidential prayer support is easy and convenient to access. With you pray, you can send your prayer directly to Silent Unity. You pray also includes affirmations you can share with family and friends, plus audio meditations for your prayer time. For more about the free you pray app and links to download. Visit silentunity.org slash app. That's silentunity.org slash app. that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, Looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose? Join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. Before I get back into the book, uh, Abundance Now by Lisa Nichols, let me, let me remind you that this show, along with all the shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So, as you freely receive, freely give, go to unity.fm, click on the donate button. 
help support this online ministry so we can continue to get this message around the world. Also, this show has a Facebook page, Truth Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. My request is that you like the page if you're on Facebook. Uh, give it a five-star rating and write a positive review. It helps with the algorithms. This show is also on uh, iTunes somehow with the podcast app. And uh, I think that it's a podcast app for iTunes, so I don't know exactly. You might have to Google how that works on iTunes. Uh, and also with Stitcher uh, Radio, which is an Android app. My request whether you're an Apple user or Android user, that when you use the apps, that you, again, give it a five-star rate, the show a five-star rating and write a positive review. It helps the algorithm push the show in front of people. We want to make sure that, that we can get this out in front of folks so we can help spread a powerful message of empowerment, love, peace, and joy that I believe can help change the world, not because it's me or my show, but because of the message and the collective consciousness that we can build together. It does make a difference what the folks at Unity are doing with those of us who are not necessarily Unity ministers, but we are all on the same page about what we can do as a collective consciousness to transform this world. Anyway, back to the book. Now, she gives some really great examples in this book about uh, assignment. And she really talked about her own personal life, how she started off as a person basically teaching youth. Then she turned into an author. And then she started looking at herself as a businesswoman with products and things of that nature. And then the secret happened and her life just blew up. Absolutely blew up. So I would say take the time to actually read this part of the book yourself because I'm not going to read it page by page, but I want to jump to page 170. She wrote that, uh, how did I know I was on the right path? And how can you know that you are living your life assignment? Some days I would end my work feeling like I spent the day living in bliss, doing exactly what I was born to do. In fact, I've said in more than 100 speeches and webinars that if God chose to take me tonight, I have spent today doing exactly what I was born to do. This kind of bliss should be your indicator too. You know, like I'm, I'm satisfied with what I do. It gives me joy. It gives me fulfillment. You know, I always tell people as a minister, the greatest thing for me is when people get it and can live it. And then they get their breakthroughs or breakthroughs. When I find out that somebody was able to take something that I taught, use it and get breakthroughs. Oh, it is so sweet. When people connect the dots spiritually, mentally, emotionally, based upon information. Oh, that's the best thing ever. I could talk about this message all day, every day. And I would, I wouldn't even get tired because I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's that sense of assurance that matters. Playing and just sitting with ideas and studying and researching, I could do that all day. I don't have to have a reason 
to pick up a book and read it from cover to cover. It, that's an indicator. Like some people are studying because because they have to. Others study because they want to. It's like Michael Jordan used to say, it's for the love of the game. It's for the love of the game. When you understand that it's for the love of the game, you look at it differently. All right. One thing that I jumped over that I intended to cover on page 166, she wrote, your life assignment may not be related to your job or business. Is one point that I do want to make about this page because I thought it was really interesting. Uh, she was talking about how there's some people who have hobbies, basically, and they don't want that hobby to be a full-time thing. In other words, your hobby doesn't have requirements and deadlines and things of that nature. We have to be careful that we don't transform a hobby into a life assignment. It's really important because, like I said before, you might have some things that you just like to do, but you also like the fact that there's no real requirements around it. Um, I know somebody who loves to go to Lake Michigan in the areas that they allow you to fish and, and throw a line and sit out there, and he can spend a whole Saturday and Sunday just fishing. One of my friend's moms, she does the same thing. She'll go out there now. They don't want that to be their job, but they love the detail of going to fish is just so important to them. They have the clothes for it. They have all the tools and the hooks and the different type of baits. And they could tell you everything about it with passion. But it's a hobby. They don't want to be fishermen. So you got to know the difference. Now back to where I was. She wrote, another indicator that I was on the right path was that I was having astounding success at things that had nothing to do with my own talents. Oftentimes, I didn't have to, I didn't have anywhere near the skill to get through a particular experience yet because I was on the right path. I would achieve success where admittedly, I probably had no right to do so. I had the passion, the heart, and the intention, but not the skill set. But she was in action. But she was in action and she was intentional and she was passionate. And when a person has the the heart and the passion and the intention, sometimes they can run over a person who doesn't who has the skill set or is, has more skill than them. I go go back to my Jimmy Butler uh, uh, example that I used several weeks ago. One of the reasons why I'm a big fan of the NBA player Jimmy Butler, who used to play for the Chicago Bulls, was because he willed himself to be an NBA all-star. Willed himself. Came in the NBA, low first-round pick. Horrible, horrible life circumstances. High school kid, homeless. Living from couch to couch with friends. Came in the league could barely shoot the ball, could barely get off the bench. And every summer he would lock himself up in in, uh, in in a house with a gym and play ball, no phone, no internet, no TV, work on working on his game. 
He willed himself. He developed the skill eventually, but he had the passion, the heart, and the intention to be great. And not take no for an answer when it came to his own success. Your passion will push you sometimes past your skill set. That doesn't mean you don't need the skill. And that doesn't mean that this is applicable for everything. I, I, you know, I, I would want a doctor performing surgery on a loved one of mine to be passionate and intentional and have a lot of heart. But they need the skill as well. So I'm not saying it's an excuse not to have the skill. I'm saying that in certain circumstances, your passion, your intention, your heart will push you in past situations or into breakthroughs and miracles that you'll look around and say, how did I get here? But that's when you're in the divine flow. The divine flow will open up doors and create opportunities that you can't even see. You'll get the calls. The people will show up. Opportunities will present themselves. And you say, wow, where did all this come from? I really want you to get it. Back to the book. She goes on to say in the book, which I think is, again, a really, really, really good book, that we have to be mindful of how we do these things. So she says on page 173, don't worry if other people judge you or your life assignment. Now, this is really key. She was talking about in this part of the book how she had to get past her own fears of getting investors to help her get to the next stage. This is what she wrote. I think this is pretty clear. She said, for one thing, I had to get over the fear of exposing my business, my financials, and my growth plans to outside scrutiny. Would people judge me? I worried. It's like people going through my lingerie drawer. They may be looking at our underwear, Susie Quip, Susie's her business manager, but luckily everything's clean and everything's folded. And then she went down and talked about how when she stepped out on faith and actually shared her passion, shared her vision, shared her mission, what ended up happening was the miraculous happened. She said, to prove that the company was attractive to prospective investors, we were advised pre-filing to go to the market and raise our first $250,000 on our own. We raised $1.8 million instead. She thought she was going to get a quarter million of a dollar, a quarter million dollars, 250000 and she almost raised $2 million. Divine flow, passion, intention. That's how it happens. When we get to the space where we understand that when we are working in the divine flow with the life assignment and we're willing to step out past our fears. is that book, I can't remember the author right now, that wrote, feel your fears and do it anyway. When we can get past our error beliefs and sense of limitation and step out to do 
what we've been spiritually guided to do, we free up ourselves to the divine flow and God is divine law. God is grace. God is whatever term you want to use can show up in new and miraculous ways. And I'm defining miracle in this sense as the outworking of the law, but also something that happens that was unexpected and unlikely. When was the last time something happened in your life? That was unexpected and unlikely. Probably the last time you were in the divine flow. Because when you're in the divine flow, you make the best plans possible. And you execute those plans. And then you'll discover that God can go beyond your plans. Now notice, you create the plan, you execute the plan, and then God goes beyond the plan. But if you have no plan, if you don't have a plan to execute, what is God going beyond? There's no intention. There's nothing to create from. There's nothing to form. There's nothing to shape. There's nothing to pull to you because there's no intention. There's no clarity of thought and conviction of feeling like I talked last year during the mental equivalent series. So when you understand that part of the reason why you get real clear about your life assignment and getting in the divine flow is because that creates the possibility of the miracle consciousness to show up. And I'm using that term as something I just made up. The miracle consciousness. I like that term. I'm, you might hear it again. The consciousness that produces the, unex, the unexpected and the unlikely. I just gave it a definition. See, miracle consciousness. A consciousness that produces the unexpected and the unlikely. Because when you get unexpected and unlikely blessings, oh boy, that's too sweet. And you can have that life now. Not in the great by and by when you die. Right now. Heaven now. Kingdom of God now. Well, as Jesus said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in manifestation as it is in the ideal. Thy kingdom come. I'm not going to it. I'm calling it into existence, into my experience. This miracle consciousness that heals, that prospers, can heal that which has been withered in my life. Can multiply like the fishes and loaves. What seems to not be enough in my life. Can resurrect what seems to be dead in my life. Can harmonize what seems to be out of balance in my life. This is the process. Really want you to get that. This is the process. This is how this miracle consciousness shows up. But 
You have to have the vision to have the provision. No vision, no provision. So again, if anybody wants to call in, again, I'm drilling this because I do think that it is valuable and important for people to call into the show. If you want to call into the show, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. It's really important that if you have a question that you give yourself the benefit of Asking the question and seeing what shows up and what comes up, what we can create together. So we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear the beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. The toll-free number is 1-800-NOW-PRAY. What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting, no more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zender every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. you might feel so alone with your problems you don't know where to turn we invite you to call silent unity the 24 7 prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour listen and relax as you hear the beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love no matter what's going on in your life silent unity is always standing by the toll-free number is 1-800-NOW-PRAY You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm on page 174 of Abundance Now. 
There's a spiritual element to your life assignment. She wrote, when your spirit calls you to seek and acknowledge God's plan for you, to dismiss it is unacceptable. God's divine plan for my life is something that I have had to become very aware of and very committed to. What did your soul call you to do? Very good question. That's that desire that I was talking about earlier. What is your soul saying is necessary? What brings you joy? Why, what contribution do you know you should be making to this planet? Are you sharing your gifts or hoarding your gifts because you are nervous about how you might look? Those are all great questions because it creates clarity. It creates awareness about what we should or shouldn't be doing. Because when you are very clear about your life assignment and you also realize that it's a part of your spiritual calling and and mission in this incarnation to show up as this experience, as this individual, as this being, then it also helps you eliminate the things in your life that don't help you get there. That doesn't mean that everything has to be totally focused on your gift or your assignment. But some things pull you away or distract you from your assignment. And those things have to be eliminated. Some things don't fit. They just don't fit. This is, you know, in the Bible, this is taught in ways that people didn't get. They didn't, for them, they didn't think that certain things fit. If you had legs and you were in the ocean, don't eat that because fish are supposed to swim. That was their logic. I'm not saying that that's what truth is. I'm using this as an example. If you were a bird and you couldn't fly, don't eat that. Because they thought it was out of order. And some things don't fit. The order of your thinking and the order of your actions, most importantly, they don't fit the order of your life assignment, your divine assignment from God, your mission, your purpose, your calling. Calling is kind of funny because sometimes people think that calling is only for ministers, but I don't believe that. I believe ministry is a type of calling. But different people get different types of callings. And you need to be really clear about what that is. You can be called to work in ministry and not be called to ministry. In other words, you can support a ministry with your talents and not be a minister because this is the type, this is a certain type of calling with a certain type of life that goes along with it. So you have to be clear. She she wrote on page 175, the minute you accept your calling, insignificant though you may think it is, your life will become indescribable, unrecognizable, breathtaking in ways you never imagined. Because you're in the divine flow and being in the divine flow puts you in the miracle consciousness. Where you can produce the unexpected and the unlikely. That's so key. That might be worth praying. You might want to use that as an affirmation. 
God revealed to me or God expressed in me the miracle consciousness that produces the unexpected and the unlikely. And then you can add something else to it. My good comes to me quickly and easily or something like that. Why? Because it's helping to shift the paradigm that there's a part that I do with, with human effort. And then there's a spiritual component that when I tune into that by doing my inner work can tap into this miracle consciousness that goes way beyond what I think is possible. All right. So then she talks about not living someone else's life assignment. In other words, don't do something because this is what mama or daddy or someone else or the counselor at school, et cetera, wanted you to do. You know, one of my good buddies always jokes with me that he should have went to school for a different type of uh, career because what he has a few degrees in is not something he's really passionate about. But somebody told him they'll always have good jobs in this field. But are you looking for just any good job or the job or the career or the business or the calling? You you know, again, I'm not saying that people don't do what they need to do to pay the bills, to keep the lights on, to keep food on the table for their families, et cetera, et cetera. I get that completely. But I also say even while you're doing that, you should be working on the development of your gift so you can look into a higher purpose for your own life. So if if it's only 15 minutes a day, if it's only uh, getting up in the morning before whatever or taking 15 minutes of your lunch or if you're commuting in the car or on the train or on the bus, if it's in the car, put that audio program on in the car and listen to it. If you're commuting, put those headphones on and instead of listening to whatever's hot in music right now, listen to something that can help you get better. They can hone your skills. They can help you develop this miracle consciousness that creates beyond what you can imagine. Because the miracle consciousness can show up in ways that you just can't imagine. Just think about and ask yourself, what would my life look like? If I was really in the divine flow of my good, what could it look like? And then realize that God can go beyond what you imagine. But if you're imagining nothing, you'll hit nothing dead on the head. Something to think about. All right. We're going to jump several pages. Page 180. 
you're wondering whether to quit your job. She says, be aware that it's, it's negligent to run out and quit your job today. It's irresponsible in your relationship with your current investor to quit until you have another investor that can satisfy your livelihood and basic needs. You cannot be creative worrying if your bills are going to be paid or worrying that you only have limited savings to live on. When people excitedly approach me at public events and say, I'm so happy I quit my job, I reply, I wish you would have talked to me first. And what she's saying is that you should be replacing some income. You should, In other words, you should have some other things cooking on the stove before you get rid of the primary thing. Now, I'm not saying that that's always the case, but many times people sink because the effort to maintain the vision and dream while you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay the mortgage, rent, car note, the things for the children, et cetera, et cetera, become burdensome. So that's why it's necessary to have a plan. I remember years ago when uh, after uh, Robert Kiyosaki wrote the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it was a, a bunch of people that were quitting their jobs because it's a pure entrepreneurial book. So much he had so many concerns about people quitting with no plan that he actually wrote a book called Before You Quit Your Job. And then he went through a game plan of things you need to do and understand about being an entrepreneur and how you need to handle your money before you jump out there because he jumped out there hard and at one point was homeless. Now, he recovered, but everybody's not coming back so quickly from homelessness and not everybody's spouse is going to stay with them while they're working through that process. I thought it was a really interesting, it's a little thin book, but he talks about what does it really take to be an entrepreneur? All right. So we only have about a minute and a half left. I don't even know if I should teach anything else. Uh, Yeah, I think I'm going to stop here. So next week, uh, we might be doing some work so most uh, with the studio, so most likely it'll be an encore episode. Check in just to double check, but looks like right now we're going to have an encore episode. So if that's the case, I'll be back with you in a couple of weeks instead of next week. But keep working with the material, reading the book, doing what needs to be done to make sure that you get out of it what you need to get out of it. It is so important that you stay in tune by doing the work. Make time, take time to do your study, to get your pen and pad out or your tablet or whatever, however you write your notes. I still write things longhand with my pen and paper because that's how I think. Go through your game plan. Pull the material out of the book or from the podcast. Contemplate on it. Pray on it. Develop action plans for it. Talk to people. That can help you. But you got to get on game plan. It's only a theory. Until you put it into action. As Mike Tyson used to say. Everybody has a plan until they get hit in the face. Everybody has a plan until they run up against. Feedback that we call obstacles. That make us grow. So keep doing the work. And I'll be with you. Next week or the week after with Truth Transforms. 
Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. As human beings, we have been granted quite a bit of power. One of the greatest powers that we have is the power of choice. We can choose to react to situations and to people in any way that we like, and it has tremendous effect on our lives and our world. There is a spiritual law that states, thoughts held in mind will produce after their kind. Simply put, our thoughts can create our worlds. And it's quite possible to change the total direction of our lives by simply changing the way we think, by choosing to see life differently. If you're unhappy with the direction your life is headed, remember, you can change it. You've been given the power of choice. Learn how to choose it wisely. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Did you know that the Buddha gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that Jesus gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that both these masters taught exactly the same thing? And guess what? They did not teach the law of attraction. They taught the great paradox of prosperity. You can have anything you want. Why, you can have things you don't even know you want, but not by wanting them. Instead, put your attention on the vibrant presence of the divine within. Do that and your life will change. It has to. That is the natural order. Want to crack the code on the great paradox? Get Janet Connors, The Lotus and the Lily. Available everywhere great books are sold. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. 
Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.